0: Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Thursday, one more day. I know it's like the first full day of, or first full week of work in a couple of weeks. Only got one more day left, and then it is Friday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope it finds you well. Our toll-free number, 800 951 nine to the website at allamericangold.com. Physical delivery of wealth insurance, talking about gold and silver. Uh, and if you don't need to if you don't know why you need to own it by now, right? I mean what, what more can we tell you? Uh, the, all of the debt market's a mess. You can thank all of your central bankers yesterday. We talked about social security and what the real legal uh, ramifications for all of us. Because as we know, listen, the trust fund is already broke. Because there is... Well, I say that. Social security is already broke because there is no trust fund. <laughs> right now, the debt... Part of the, the big debt increase is because Social Security, we pay out more than we take in. Right? And every year, every day, another 10,000 people retire. And as I... Highlighted to you yesterday, the real big wave doesn't start till 2022. And, of course, what we learned yesterday was, legally, the government doesn't actually have to give you any of it. Yeah, Social Security in the eyes of the Supreme Court, nothing more than a tax. If the government decides to give it back to you in some way, so be it. If they decide not to, oh, well. I'm going tell you right now. I've been telling you. You're relying on that Social Security check, relying on that 401K or that IRA or all of those paper annuities and all those other things. You better have something else. You better have something else. We got a great show lined up for you, a major call on the dollar today. Oh, by the way. Uh, Before I forget, we'll have a... uh, Jay Powell's going to be talking today. Should be very, very interesting as to what he has to say. Uh, The government shutdown continues to roll on. I'll only make this comment today. They said that there's uh, 420,000... I don't know the politically correct term, but uh, at least in the eyes of the government, there's 420,000 government employees that we have to have. Okay, that, that, hey, they're vital to the functioning of the government. There's another 380,000 who have been ordered to stay home. And again, none of these people deserve this, by the way. Right, they don't deserve to have their livelihoods treated like a political football. But I'm just going to say it: Are you telling me essentially that half the government workers aren't essential? Uh, I think I got a pretty good idea of where we can start slimming down the government. I, I you know, you know what I'm saying? It's way too big. Just look at the 22 trillion dollars worth of debt that we have. Uh, but. but Now that I've said that, I've gotten it off my chest. We're going to talk about what the central bank has done to your wealth since 1971 today. And then, like I said, a major call was made yesterday as to regards to the world's reserve currency and how they see uh, the dollar reign and in and, and the future. All of these things are tied together. right? Our big, hairy, figgy 1995 hockey stick chart right? that Jeff Gundlach, uh mentioned the other day, the dollar being uh, challenged as the world's reserve currency. Uh, who was it? Was it Fitch? Warning about a downgrade of the U.S.'s AAA rating you know, saying, hey, we got to, you know, you got the government shut down. You got to raise the debt ceiling, right? Listen, we got to raise the debt ceiling in, like, less than 60 days. <laughs> What's that going right? to knows? We don't even know what the debt is, because the people that count that aren't essential. 800-951-0592. I've got not one, but two fantastic opportunities for you today in the gold market uh, I'll get to those a little bit later uh, retail sales Wow this is one of those head scratchers today we got a slew of earnings cold Macy's target uh, pennies uh, I'll break uh, I'll, you know real short not good target was the best of them uh, by far. The problem was Target said, yes, they were, you know, safe sales were great, but we didn't make any money. <laughs> All the extra sales we got, we didn't actually make any more money. Uh, everybody else is not good. Uh, the Sears saga continues. Out of business, not out of business, out of business, not out of business. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Uh, The Eddie Lampert, the guy that's owned it, now, I don't know how he can keep owning it. You know, they filed bankruptcy how many times since he's owned it. Uh, But neither here nor there. January 31st is the drop dead day. They're either going to accept his bid or not. His first bid was rejected. The judge was kind, sent him back. He's raised it. I don't know if they'll accept that or not. In the balance, about 400 stores. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. 800 And I am so excited about how this year has started. Uh, just a quick a couple of PSAs here. 2019 Silver Eagles not here yet. They should land at the Bullion Bank next week. And then we'll start uh, shipping those. Those of you that did not have 2019 Silver, uh, all of those. Have either already shipped or are shipping today. So they, uh, the Bullion bank closes the last two weeks of December, and then when they reopen, they got to go through their whatever their process is. But all all of those are going out. Uh, matter of fact, I think by tomorrow afternoon we'll be 100% caught up everywhere. Uh, all the metals plans have been done. If you have not signed up for the metals plan, get it done have something real set aside. Listen, I'm not kidding around. We're going to have a doubling of this debt in probably eight years. The interest payments alone are going to be well over a trillion dollars. And It doesn't stop. I mean, I don't want to even go any further. There was also big news out of the IMF today. We had so much, so many little things happen, right? And and it's like a jigsaw puzzle, right? And they want to, all focus over here. Well, they're building this other part of the puzzle somewhere else that you can't see. Talking about what these central banks are up to of course I've already if you've been listening you already know the electronic currency is coming it's going to be the quote unquote solution to what the central bank as they destroy all of our wealth because that's what happens It's what happens with fiat money right now I'll use you know the Weimar Republic in Germany right look at Venezuela Look at what's happening there. One twenty-dollar gold piece buys you a house there. Could you imagine if you had gold and silver put away in Venezuela, you'd be one of the wealthiest people in the country. Now I'm not saying that's going to happen here. I, well, <laughs> it very well it could. I mean, really, it actually really could. But I hope we're a little uh, more—I'm hoping for more organized, right? We're we're, we're a nation of laws, and we're not going to riot in the streets, and we're not going to have a dictator, and and we're just going to—everybody's going to take a big, big, big bite of the proverbial sandwich. But one of the things, you know— Eric and I were talking yesterday, by the way, I'm I'm trying to get him to come on, trying to get him to come on. One of these days, he'll he'll be, he'll be, he's got a lot of stuff going on. But I was telling you about Social Security yesterday. And Eric was like, you know, what was the average Social Security check, 1971? What was the average price of a vehicle? And I, you, guys, you know what? It got me thinking. I actually found out if you were married in 1971, you got 125 dollars a month. So <laughs> cheap stuff was. The average house. This is average house, which means the median average price would be even lower. But the average price of the home. Twenty three thousand eight hundred and $50 in 1971. Today, the average price of a home is $395,000. That's 16 and a half (laughs) times greater. By the way, the average wage, 1971, $9,400. Today, $48,000. Forty-eight thousand dollars. That means you don't know, think about it. Fifty percent of the people make it less than. Uh, well, that's not the I mean. That's the average wage. So the median wage you get would be even lower than that. But the average wage, forty-eight thousand, it's up five times. House is up sixteen times. That vehicle is up about seven times. How about a loaf of bread? Well, it depends on what kind of bread. Me and Arlene had this bread discussion. <laughs> depends on what kind of bread you're buying. You know, back in the day in 1971, you bought you bought Wonder Bread, right? I mean, that was the bread you bought. By the way, local bread was a quarter. Today, the cheap loaves of bread are like two two bucks, two and a half bucks. I know the loaf of bread, uh, the potato bread, my wife buys is like three and a half dollars. But 10 to 16 times greater right and the list goes on and on and on I couldn't find an item now now granted I, you know I wasn't making a huge list but from eggs to meat to bread to, to gas to cars to home I didn't even I didn't bother with the medical part or school right I didn't even do other ones that are, are probably way worse than than the, these ones couldn't find anything that grew less than your wages, right? And so it's just been this giant, sucking sound of wealth. But they've hit it real well, haven't they? They've hidden it really well. But now things are starting to shift, right? We talked about the auctions and the bond auctions and the debt market and how China's been uh, accepted as now one of the basket of currencies in the IMF. And then finally, yesterday, the Bank of England came out with something that I've been waiting for, that I've been telling you about. The past year was full of events. That inevitably split the global geopolitical space into two camps. Those who still support using the U.S. currency as a universal financial tool. I guess they they love tools, these central bankers keep talking about tools like they're a carpenter or something. They have any tools? The only tool they have is let's issue debt. That's it. They pretend and then they try to uh, uh, how much are we going to force everyone to pay for all the debt we issue? Those who still support using the U.S. currency and those that are turning their back on the U.S. currency. Global tell you right now that's not the cause. global tension there's global tension because more and more central banks around the world are looking at the United States and saying what the heck are you doing global tensions and trade conflicts why do we have those again why do we got a trade conflict because we haven't run a trade surplus in almost 50 years. That's why. Because our national debt, the little number, is over a trillion. <laughs> really, I, you know. Come on. Next year, we're going to run a deficit, a real one, of over $2 trillion. And they'll say, and they'll probably say, oh, it's $1.2 or $1.3 trillion. right? The little number again, that, that crap. This has forced countries to take a fresh look at alternative payment system, currently dominated by the U.S. dollar. So far, China, India, Turkey, Iran, and Russia have all taken steps towards eliminating the reliance on the dollar. By the way, I got a, another new thing that just happened. India started paying for Iranian oil in rupees. Yeah, <laughs> right. We laugh, right? But that's huge. See, before India would have to go to us and say, "Okay, we're going to buy some treasuries because we got to buy some Iranian oil in three months," and they said, "Eh, nothing." We'll, we'll figure out a different way. That way, your little swift thing, uh, we can just keep getting our oil. But while those nations should be conceived by many as enemies, right? And I, I don't know how India necessarily fits in there. Obviously, Iran and Russia definitely we 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 view them as the enemy. China, we should have been. You know, say so, you know another thing, I'm Tesla. What are you doing over there? Let's not forget, Tesla only exists because of the taxpayer. Right? We've paid for all of Elon Musk's billions. We've done that. Well, the government did it for us. Now they're over there building that plant in China. Going to give them all that technology? Yeah, you better figure things out real quick. You know, and 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 Turkey, yeah, we got issues there, right, because we like the Kurds and they don't. India, I'm not real sure about it. I don't know. I guess throw them in there. Throw them there. This is the new bad guy bus. So while many consider them as enemies that could be forgiven for daring to questioning of using the dollar, we must admit that things are starting to get a little more interesting. Bank of England Governor Mark Carney, during a lengthy question and answer session yesterday, was asked the following question. Does he envision one of the types of IMF SDRs? Okay, so that's your... Special drawing rights, as they call it there at the IMF. This is a basket of currencies, right? The dollar, uh, the euro, right? The pound, the yen. Of course, now what? Now the Chinese renminbi To become a global currency in his lifetime. Now, I don't know how old this guy is, but I'm looking at him, and I I would say somewhere in his 50s, mid to late 50s, maybe early 60s, something like that. So, you know, the next 20 to 30 years? If so, will it be a crypto-slash-blockchain-slash-gold back? That was the question. Here was his answer. The IMF's SDRs are designed for a specific purpose to supplement IMF member countries' official reserves as so to help them address balance of payments problems. So they are not intended. To become a widely accepted means of exchange, what most people understand currency to mean. So, okay, right, saying, hey, you know, don't look over here at the SDR. I don't know if I believe him in that answer. Because he, it's true. What he said was true. But it's a very, it's not that complicated of a step to take it to the next point. I'll give you the rest of his answer when we return.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Although we just welcomed in the new year, the new session of the Supreme Court has been underway since last October. Often, Supreme Court cases do not get any attention in the media until the decisions come down later in the spring. However, the American people need to know about important cases like the case of Nick v. Township of Scott. In that case, a property owner is suing over a city ordinance giving public access to her private land if someone believes there is an old gravestone somewhere on the property. This constitutes a major case for the fundamental American principle of respecting private property. The case of Wirehauser Company v. United States Fish and Wildlife Services is equally important for property rights. That case deals with whether the Endangered Species Act can be invoked on a property where an endangered species does not even live. If Weyerhauser loses that case, they will not be able to use a huge tract of their own land. Obviously, the property value of their land will tank, too, because nobody wants to own land protected by the Endangered Species Act. As the Supreme Court settles in to look at these and other important cases, I cannot help but reflect on how happy I am that we have constitutional originalist Justice Brett Kavanaugh on the court. In an age where liberals' preferred means of tyranny is getting the courts to overrule the will of the people, we need judges who will follow the Constitution the way it is written. If President Trump could be swayed by political pressure, he surely would have buckled against the nastiness of the accusations thrown at Brett Kavanaugh. Instead, Trump stood strong and supported Kavanaugh all the way to the court. The confirmation of Justice Brett Kavanaugh is a huge win for the Trump administration. Another huge win is the vast number of good judges appointed to the appellate courts and the district courts below. These men and women serving on the federal bench will serve America so well for decades to come. These are one of my favorite parts of my new book, Can't Trump This? 2018. Pick up a copy today so you can reflect on Trump's many wins in 2018, and you can stand up for the man who is standing up for America. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Welcome back. Oh, sir. Yes, ma'am. This was a Q&A with the Bank of England, Mark Carney, asking about the role of the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency of the world, which I've already told you, we're already slipping. It takes a while. So they asked him, about the IMF. Now, I'm going to explain to you what the role is going to be, because the person that was asking this question, they're on the right track. And using of their special drawing rights. So first thing he says is, well, special drawing rights, those are for country-to-country type stuff. Right? That, that's the help for balance of payment. Uh, you know, we're not going to have uh, the SDR currency. Okay, that was, that was just part one of the answer. Part two of the answer gets a little more interesting. That being said, I think it is likely that we will ultimately have reserved currencies other than the U.S. dollar. Matter of fact, I'll guarantee it. I mean, just look at history. They don't laugh. Do you know what currency we replaced? It was the British pound. The pound was the reserve currency of the world. Matter of fact, even though, let's face it, right, we, we beat the British, and then we beat them again, we didn't actually, the dollar didn't actually become a major player the world's currencies until the 20s, right? About 1920. The evolution, going back to Carney's answer, so it says, yep, it's likely we're going to see somebody else. The evolution of the global financial system is currently lagging behind that of the global economy. And there are asymmetric concentrations of financial assets in advanced economies relative to economic activity. Now that sounds real complicated. You know, asymmetrical concentrations, financial assets, advanced economies relative to economic activity... Sounds real complicated. Let me explain it to you, because it's not real complicated at all. Hey, all these old economic powers, they have most of the quote-unquote financial asset, but most of the growth now is happening somewhere else. And eventually, the financial system is going to move towards where the growth is. The emerging market share of global activity right now is 60%. So most of the growth of the world comes from emerging markets. Their share of global financial assets only at 33%, and China is probably the vast majority of that. Really, if you took probably China, India, and Russia, you get pretty much all of it. Well, I shouldn't say all oh, of That's not Brazil. Half of international trade is currently invoiced in U.S. dollars, Carney said. He says that the United States only has 10% of the international trade. As the world reorders, this disconnect between the real and financial is likely to reduce. And in the process, other reserve currencies will emerge. In the first instance, I would expect these will be existing national currencies such as the Chinese renminbi. So there you have it. This is the first time, at least that I know of, that a central bank head has come out and said the dollar's days are numbered. And let me tell you why. And you know what? He used really good logic. He didn't talk about debt. Right? He didn't talk about that because, let's face it, they're in the debt business. Right? That's what central banks do. What he said was, hey, China's the biggest economy in the world. It's just natural that they're going to take over almost kind of, you know, pretty much saying, how do you think the United States took us out, right? They got bigger than us. And so when you start to put these pieces to the puzzle together, you start to understand what is really evolving in the world today. And so then they talked about, what, cryptocurrencies? And and he he, Carney said that I don't you know it's not going to be a Bitcoin thing. and It's not. He's right. Central banks are going to go to an electronic currency. All of them are. That's just my opinion. They'll do it all in unison because it gives them even more control. Today, the Bank of International Settlement. Publish the report. So you guys can look at Don't take my Go look for yourself. It's called Central Bank Digital Currency. <laughs> right. I, the title kind of says it all, doesn't it? Central Bank Digital Currency. The conclusion is to proceed with caution. And shows that the majority of central banks are researching digital currencies. Only a small number plan to issue one in the short term. Now, what's the short term? I don't know, right? An arbitrary number. The Bank of International Settlements define the currency. Based on four characteristics, a central bank issues it. It's digital, not physical, and is also conceivable to have general-purpose central bank accounts, which aren't "quote unquote" tokenized. I'll tell you what that means when we get back fancy talk from these central bankers. No wonder why 90%, not really, 99% of the people (laughs) rather listen to sports talk or, or the Bebop channels or the XM comedy channels. I get it. But this is what's really happening. It's not a trade war thing. It's not a geopolitical thing. It's a debt thing. Just like I told you, they're all doing it. So here, here's what the numbers are. they, The 63 banks, central banks, that cover 80% of the world's population and 90% of all economic output. So this is pretty much everybody. Right, the, except for you know the obscure. My, my guess would be there's uh, some African nations that were left out, and maybe some of the Central American smaller Central American countries and some little small Asian countries left out, and that's about everybody else is in. And according to the Bank of International Settlements, seventy percent of them are already engaged in this crypto central bank currency. More than half are exploring a general purpose and a wholesale purpose. And I think that's kind of where it's going. See, the, the let me explain it to you the best I can. This general purpose. When we start cratering with all of this debt, and China continues to grab more and more of the world's trade, because that's really, really, we, you know, and in its simplest form, we use global trade to finance our debt. We we ran trade stuff for us. when America was where stuff got made. All over the world. People wanted it made in America. That meant something. They knew that was quality. That was the good stuff. And then we allowed all of these companies to give it all away so they could have their stock price go up for a little while. But this is how we find it. How do you think we got $22 trillion in debt? Right? As it sits now, 50% of all the transactions and trade in the world are done in dollars, even though we only really should only have 10% of it. The Bank of England just kind of told you, yeah, guess what, Yeah, it's going to debt. <laughs> Trust me. It's going to start with the renminbi. Matter of fact, it's already started hence the cryptocurrency. So the general purpose crypto, that's going to allow them to say, hey, don't worry. You know, all of you that don't have all your dollars in the bank, you got till this day to turn it in. Just like the silver certificates. And don't act like it hasn't been done. The United States has done this. We did it with gold in nineteen thirty three. We did it with silver certificates of nineteen sixty eight. And we're going to do it again with Federal Reserve notes. And I don't think we get out of the 2020. You have X amount of time to turn it in. And if you turn in too much, where'd you get that? Hey, you know what, sir? Can you step out of the line? Uh, I need you to come over here. I got this form here for you to fill out be something like a form 8300 I got a bunch of those here form 8300 so I can tell the IRS that you're depositing 20 $50, 100 thousand dollars of cash they're probably going to want to ask you a few questions right <laughs> you know that game but that, don't worry they're not going to scare you like that they're not going to tell you that part but that'll allow them to say, "Hey, whatever's in there's in there. You got 10 grand in there? All right, you got 10 grand. Just now, it's just now electronic credit. It's, it's digital cash. Yeah, you know what? You don't even have to carry it around anymore, right? All that loose change that you got in your glove box or right in the console—no need for that. It's going to be so much more convenient. All of your data is going to be floating around." For any hacker to have rest, be great. Then they've got the other side of that one, right? Which was the wholesale side. See, this is how they're going to do it. Because they don't want to say, hey, you had 100,000 Federal Reserve notes, now you've got 10,000 electronic credits. They don't want to do that because that'll, that'll just make everybody mad. Instead, what they'll do is through the international trade market, back to that guy when he said, oh, well, you know, the special drawing, rights they're used for countries to, you know, balance trade and stuff. You just make an adjustment to the U.S. dollar and that little balance and all of a sudden everything bought by walmart and target and uh general motors and ford and boeing and uh you don't name them cisco systems all all the stocks all the all of us all that stuff we buy all of a sudden is gonna cost a lot more But that way, at least they won't have to tell you they quote-unquote devalue. Patriot Radio News Hour, I'm sorry, but there it all is. Got a great special for you to buy now, so when all of this comes down, you'll be all set. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Yesterday, last, well, I should say uh, yesterday afternoon, not last night, yesterday afternoon, I got an email from uh, the largest wholesaler in the world when it comes to gold. No one sells more gold than them. They have offices here, in Europe, most importantly now, Hong Kong. And they offered us a great. A deal on $20 gold and we ran uh, $20 gold yesterday in Colorado and this morning because by the time the Colorado show gets gets over they're, they're already gone they're gone home for the day so this morning when Arlene got in I had her call and we, we booked them and he said to Arlene hey let Joe know I've got a hundred more So I've got a hundred twenty dollar Liberty. These are the older, eighteen sixty six to nineteen oh seven stuff. You want to? This is where you want to be. Regular price fourteen hundred bucks right now. They're on special from them. I'm passing the savings on to you. They're thirteen seventy five. I've got a hundred. Tell you what. Let's make it real fun. You buy twenty or more, thirteen sixty-five. Then, for what? A few days ago, we ran five-dollar liberties. Remember, at three fifty, I was making a huge deal. I told you, don't be, don't be crazy. Buy them. One of my other wholesalers called me this morning. True story. Was, it's was a great morning for me, and said, "Hey." you know those five libs you bought? And I'm like, yeah. Well, you know, so-and-so, I won't say who, company so-and-so, who got the same allotment I got, gave them back. Not all of them, but they didn't sell theirs. Remember, we had 70 of them, we sold them. He says, I've got 30 more. So I've got $20 gold, thirteen seventy five you buy 20 or more thirteen sixty-five. i got five dollars these are liberties as well i got 30 of them at 350 at 800 951 0592 i think next week once these 2019 silver eagles hit we'll be able to do some more silver stuff but today it's all gold baby and you know me. That's where I when I buy, that's what I buy. I mean I have silver, yes, but you know I hate silver. Heavy. Get in. US twenty dollar liberties. Thirteen seventy-five by twenty or more, thirteen sixty-five. Five dollar liberties at three fifty. Right now nothing's doing nothing. Right? Gold's not doing anything. Silver's not doing anything. Wall Street's not doing every, anything. They're all waiting for J. Powell. Which just tells you how phony this market really is. Is he going to say something mean? Or is he going to say something nice? I guess we'll all wait and find out, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. And maybe tomorrow, i got to get to this New York City thing. You, gotta, you won't believe what these guys are trying to do. to last person in New York City, turn out the lights. Picture Radio News Hour, we'll be back tomorrow for one more show.